on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. We are back. Me, Joe, and Chad were back. Did not do a Thanksgiving week episode, even though I ended the episode two weeks ago saying that we would be back. Scheduling just around the holidays just doesn't work. So from now on, no holiday episodes because fuck that. Uh, but we've got a lot of wrestling to catch up on. We still have to talk about the beer ratings from Survivor Series, so we're going to open up with that, do all the weekly recaps from the last two weeks. Uh, we're just going to go show by show, talking about the major storylines and how we've advanced all that in the last few weeks here, and finishing up with our predictions for NXT War Games this weekend, which will be on the day this episode comes out my predictions i know i'm i already know i'm gonna lose i'm not looking forward to it i'm gonna lose misery i think i think this is gonna be the worst loss i've ever taken in the history of predictions mark my words right now but we'll see as always you can follow us on twitter at ddt wrestle pod we've got a extra long but still great show for everyone today you guys ready to go yeah. Let's go. Welcome into episode 34 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I'm Dylan, joined by Joe and Chad, as always, or as usual. How's everyone doing? I'm tired. tired. <laughs> it is very late. It is tomorrow already. Uh, but I'm on that schedule, so I'm doing all right. So it's really just you guys. Uh Obviously, we decided to skip last week. Just kind of covered it in the intro, but yeah, no longer going to be doing episodes around holidays. So basically, Thanksgiving and Christmas, we're basically going to WWE is basically forcing us into doing a show this year around New Year's with the day one pay-per-view that is slowly shaping up. So we'll probably still have to do one around then. But yeah, from now on, no more. No more even attempting a Christmas or Thanksgiving show. We're still learning here. But moving on, one thing that we didn't get to talk about last time we recorded because Joe was not here was his trip to Dynamite. And no, just my trip to Dynamite. Yeah, I guess nope. I guess his, that's it. Trip to Dynamite slash Rampage. So this is Dynamite now from three weeks ago, I think. Yeah, I think there have been. It's like two it's, like, it's like two and it's like two and a half weeks ago, I guess, at this point. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. It was it was the AEW Dynamite after after All Out. So it was uh, full, Hangman full Adam 
full gear. Yep. Yep. Full gear. <laughs> that was three months ago. <laughs> yeah. So it was hangman Adam pages, uh, first show as the champ. Uh, he was in his home state. So he, he came out to a good chant of cowboy shit. I had incredible seats, like, like right on, right on the corner of the ring. So I was basically a front row. I was yeah, they, the they were on the bad they were on the bad side though like the side that the camera never never gets to I only got like one glimpse of you all night yeah I was I was in like in and then there were a lot of tag team matches that night I was in the heel corner um, yeah I did notice have you ever noticed like a almost nervous tick when Adam Adam Cole is outside of the ring like waiting to be tagged in he like constantly he constantly like will push his knee pads a little bit down and then reset his knee pads like that, that, that's what it seemed like to me is that it was a nervous tick it was just he was constantly readjusting them while he was outside of the ring maybe he's superstitious like a baseball player maybe they, like readjust their gloves between like at bats or between like pitches maybe i don't know uh, but that's it's all four corners of the base before he gets him yeah <laughs> yeah but there there were they were really good seats i think better than any seat i've ever sat in for a wrestling show to include that live event in hawaii i, I mean i guess because there was cameras there right so well yeah so it was pretty much the same seats but i feel like i was still closer i feel like AEW's barricades are closer in that could which be is, true because which when, is probably why everyone always gets hit <laughs> yeah yeah, they they go crazy where they they just throw people into the barricade, and it's not like WWE's barricade where it doesn't really budge. Like, it's like the old style yeah. barricades budge. where <laughs> it's like the old style barricades where it's just a guardrail, and the guardrail just constantly gets pushed into the front row, and you just kind of got to deal with that. Did it? Did it? Uh, did anyone get like thrown into you at all, or like close to you? No, where you, you saw people? I'm, no, there there was a. Uh... The only match where someone came really close to us was, uh, I think it was uh, Nyla Rose and was it Cheetah? Ew. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think it was Cheetah. It was a Nyla Rose and Cheetah match. And uh, Nyla Rose and Cheetah went outside of the ring. And I, I think I started cheering for, for Cheetah. And Nyla Rose turned around and she's like, Who said that? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. You should have put your hand up and been like, "That was me." What are you gonna do about it? It was me, Nyla. <laughs> yeah, I had a. There were a couple of different times where I feel like the uh, the superstars interacted with the crowd, or at least like the crowd really close to me because we were close enough where if we were yelling and they were in the ring, they could hear us. So. Yeah. Well, good for you, bud. I'm glad you had a good time. Uh. Not really a whole lot of newsworthy stuff coming out of the wrestling world in the last few weeks. That's not like just the weekly show stuff. Uh, I guess really the only thing that came out, I think it was last week, and we already saw the effects of that on this week's Dynamite, was JR is out with yeah. uh, getting his skin cancer treatment. Get well soon, JR. Uh, I saw it. he's out possibly until the 29th of this month. I would be surprised if he comes back that fast, but that's a big hit for the commentary team. And we saw it this week on AEW where 
it seemed like I'm pretty sure like every match they had somebody else come out to be a third comment, like some other wrestler come out to be a third commentator. So yeah, it's, that, it's, it's pretty it's affecting them a lot. Seems like Taz took over for most of it, though, as like the third guy on Dynamite because he he held it down like he does on Rampage. They had Hangman That's- on commentary for one. I think they had Jericho. Jericho. Yeah, yeah I think he was. Yeah, I thought there was someone else. MJF. MJF was on commentary, I think. Yeah, he was there for the CM Punk yep. team Marshall match. Uh, speaking of commentators not being there, did you guys see that Beth Phoenix's last last show is going to be War Games this Sunday? She's going to step did, away yeah. from the commentary team? I didn't know. Spend it was more time a, with her family. I didn't know it was a Sunday, but I heard she was stepping away. Yeah. Please. She wants to train for a feud of Edge and, Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Miz and Maurice. Oh, Jesus. No, sign me up. <laughs> we'll get there. Oh, we're getting there. But before we get there, uh, we've got a two-week-old pay-per-view to talk about. <laughs> I mean, that's that's much more recent than a lot of the pay-per-views we talk about. That's true. Uh, at least what that, you did there. I mean, the retro pay-per-views, at least. I mean, this is almost retro. At this point, it kind of is. I guess we have ourselves a, a retro ratings here of uh, Survivor Series 2021. From two weeks ago, <laughs> um, I got no signs. This is just I, a, a very shitty crowd that did not have any sign, any good signs at least. Yeah. Also, also, I remember because I was I went home. I was already home in Maryland while I was watching this, and so I was at I was at Leslie's parents' house, and I was watching it in the basement where the Wi-Fi is not good. So I was watching it. I'm watching it on Peacock, and it's very pixelated so like half the signs i couldn't even tell what the fuck they said that's crazy you say that because i had the same problem at my father-in-law's house as well (laughs) i was watching it in my father-in-law's like living room and i had the same exact problem i couldn't see half of the shit that was going on Hmm. that's another thing that we're going to run into during these during these holidays pixelated pay-per-views Oh, pay-per-views. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the pre-show match ended up being Damian Priest versus Shinsuke Nakamura champion versus champion match. And I had a Pat McAfee quote. And now that I'm reading it back, I'm wondering why I wrote it down because it's not even that funny. He said, I, I've never met a Damian that wasn't an ass, an ass kisser. And then he said, he was like, oh, wait, I mean kicker. It wasn't even that funny. I don't know why I wrote it down. Speaking of things that weren't funny at all, Damian Priest lost this match to Shinsuke Nakamura on a yeah. disqualification. Yeah. So Survivor Series just did not get off to a very hot start here on the pre-show. Luckily, the second match was better Oh yeah, by a fucking long shot. But yeah, um, I just remember in the group chat, like I was not a fan of this first match. And I was already, because of the less than lackluster build to Survivor Series, like I was already not looking forward to this pay-per-view. And then they did that. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. Is this seriously how this night's going to go? If you look at how my uh, my picks for this pay-per-view went, this is a, a great teller of how my night went as I got this one wrong and pretty much everything else wrong all night long. <laughs> I, I I ranked in the bottom 
with a total of four points. It was it was not a good night for you. Joe, did you have a good night for Survivor Series? I had a good night. Uh, I still haven't gotten the belt back from your friend Alex. Pretty upset about that, but I am the new champ. Paper champ, I guess, because I don't have the actual title. Boo. What's that like to win? It's been a long time. Well, the two of you know what it's like. <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. I can't fucking win anything. <laughs> oh, it's just well, you're, fir- you're first in my heart, Dill. There's there's just nothing worse than when I'm watching a pay-per-view and I want to win the fucking belt. And there's like we're like four matches in and I look at the rest of the picks and I'm like, well, I can't win anymore. And then I have to sit through the rest of the pay-per-view and being like, well, this is kind of shitty. And I already lost. <laughs> yeah. Who are you going to root for kind of thing? Yeah, it's usually it's Dewey. I just it's love almost, ca- I love it's, chaos. It's like never, never, ever me. No, I never root for either one of you. It's fucked up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, really dumb finish to the opener. Uh, I got a beer for a priest in Nakamura. I didn't do any beer ratings because I was at my uh, 25 year long recovering alcoholic father-in-law's house. So you I didn't mention the, I on my phone. He was like asking a lot of questions. He watched wrestling 20 years ago. So he was like into it, but was asking a lot of questions. So I, I was more enjoying the pay-per-view with him more than trying to like tally. So I actually rewatched it later and therefore don't have anything from the pre-show because Peacock doesn't let you watch that shit later. I have watched Survivor Series twice with the exception of that match. I'm sorry. I thought it was a good pay-per-view with the exception of that opener. Yeah. And one and one other match I want to talk yeah. about that I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. You're talking about the, the Dean Ambrose treatment? The what? The uh, Dean Ambrose treatment that, that Kevin Owens is getting? No, no, I didn't hate that. I actually like that match. Yeah, I like the men's match. We'll get to it, though. Uh, yep. Before we get to the second match, this was the point. I can't remember if it was. I think it was in the pre-show where uh, we got our first look at the the golden egg. Which is a, oh, fuck. I completely <laughs> forgot that. Was a thing. I, I blocked out the golden egg entirely <laughs> and the rock references. Oh, yeah. I wrote oh, for Monday Night God. Raw the next day. Stupid fucking egg storyline keeps going <laughs> as a note. Dude, this thing is so stupid. Like it, it went nowhere. It was the only purpose of it was to make Sami Zayn look dumb in the end, and it gave Austin Theory a WWE Championship match that he lost. Yeah. Yep. It, and it, it promo. Uh, it did promo a movie that I'm not going to watch. So that's cool. What? It's it's a really good movie. Is did it? you watch it? Yeah. Maybe I'll watch it. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I might watch it, but I'm probably not going to watch it. I don't want to watch it now after that fucking stupid egg storyline. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's it did really the opposite. Good. It's like it's like uh, the zombie movie from earlier this year. Oh, I did yeah, not I watch, watch the either. zombie movie. Yeah. Was that earlier this year? Yeah, that was earlier this year. The zombie, no. lumber, the zombie lumberjack match was earlier this year. No, that was like definitely was a year ago. Definitely was earlier. this no, year. No, we've talked about it on this show. Oh, what was it? Sir, was it? Uh, I think it was Backlash. I think it was. Oh. Res- I think it was WrestleMania Backlash. Because it was yeah. Priest versus Miz, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yep, it was WrestleMania Backlash. Good call. Yeah, we. Jesus. That's just you know that's kind of our thing here. We like to talk about things that we hated versus the things that we loved. Um, 
Speaking of things we loved, there we go. Uh, the I first was match of the card. Literally about to say that. Was Charlotte versus Becky in a women's champion head-to-head match. And this was by far the best thing on the card. This match was fucking awesome. There was just so much shit talk between the two of them. Like it just brought like a sense of realness into the match that we kind of all knew was actually there, in that they're not actually that great of friends possibly not even friends at all anymore just based off of like the the interviews that becky was doing in the week leading up to survivor series and it it fucking it hit home uh i had a couple quotes got a pat mcafee quote uh where they were they were doing shit talk to each other and i i forget i one of them called the other one a bitch and pat mcafee was just like she just called her a bitch (laughs) (laughs) uh and then charlotte flair did like something good and mcafee was like welcome to friday night Corey graves and Corey graves was like it's sunday (laughs) (laughs) the 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 announced team of cole mcafee and graves on this night i will say was one of possibly the best announced team i've ever heard of in my life it was amazing the like just the automatic chemistry that McAfee and Graves had together talking to each other with Michael Cole being him, his robotic self in between was just perfection. I loved it. Yeah, it was a good commentary team. Are you going to try and talk at all tonight while not mid yawn? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't know. doesn't sound like something I would do. Uh, yeah, there's a, I mean, ton of woos in this match. They each used like each other. They tried to, or I guess they did use each other's uh, finishers on each other, like the other person's finisher on them. Uh, I wrote down that this ref went to the Aubrey Edwards Training Academy, and I don't remember why. Oh, the uh, ending. I mean, the, the, ending. the ending. Obviously, yeah. the, the ending. Oh, you're using the rope. I didn't see shit. Yeah. So Charlotte goes to pin Becky at the end and. Rolls her up, grabs the rope, and the ref catches it. And then a few seconds later, Becky does the same exact thing, and the ref counts to three. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what ref it was, but it was just so fucking funny. Just like he caught he caught Charlotte doing it, and then Becky did it seconds later. I actually don't know the names of any of the WWE referees anymore. Charles um, Xavier. Charles oh, yeah. Robinson. <laughs> is he still the, there? Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the bullheaded uh, blonde the girl. I know the girl. Fuck, what's her name? There's two girls. There's a black girl and the white girl. The black girl just got a new name, and I don't know her new name. But that's, why would that's, we give referees new names? Are they not, not their real names? I, no, she just got a new name. Oh, I don't know. Jesus. Again, Christ, I really don't WWE. know what it is. What, did they the NXT everybody. the shit out of that? Zion Quinn. <laughs> that's uh, that's Leon Ruff's fiance. All right, so put some spec on her new name. Okay, Mrs. Ruff. That would actually be a hilarious name if that was her ref name. Leah Ruff. Uh, Ruff the ref. Aja Smith. And her new name, her name was Aja Smith, and now it's Daphne LaShawn. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely shit. That's not even like that's not even close to what it used to be. Daphne LaShawn. That is NXT at its worst, right there. <laughs> what the fuck? 
Why are we giving referees <laughs> new names? <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to end up getting to a point like we're just going to get so tired. We're going to get slap happy during this. I'm excited. Um, I got 2.75 beers for this. Yep. Great match. Yeah, excellent. As I told uh, Dylan before we started recording, this actually got four and a half stars by Metzler and was the best match on the card. And I, I 100% agree with that rating. You mean Meltzer? That's what I meant. <laughs> Big Daddy Dave? Yeah, the guy who I usually disagree with, but this time did not. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, then we had the men's five-on-five elimination or traditional Survivor Series elimination match, Raw versus SmackDown. And I was keeping track. This match, just based off of entrances alone, got a beer. I was a beer in after the entrances. And I knew at that point that I was in for it. Well, then, like, within the first three minutes, you got, like, a whole other beer worth of tags from each of the teams just tagging in each other person over and over again. And Team SmackDown wooing the fuck out of Austin Theory. Oh, yeah. The whole team just started going in. On they them. just kept tagging in each other, and they, they, they would just beat the shit out of Austin Theory. But, like, everyone that came in would woo the shit out of him. And then also Kevin Owens walking out on his team, like we already talked about. Um, I just realized most of my notes is, like, who eliminated who, and I don't really give a fuck. I think the only important part is how it ended. This so, basically... Survivor. The the Raw team had Theory and Rollins versus Jeff Hardy alone on the SmackDown team. Uh, and right after Jeff Hardy eliminates Austin Theory, uh, <clears throat> he gets out of a stomp from uh, Seth Rollins, gets the twist of fate and the Swanton bomb. He, go- he goes for the Swanton bomb. He gets the knees in the back and then a stomp and Seth Rollins wins as the sole survivor. But I have a question on this one do you Ooh. think based on that and everything we've seen from the last two weeks of smackdown that you're getting a semi jeff hardy push um i hope so i doubt i doubt i doubt it no so to cover what he's done since he was the last person eliminated in the battle royal he's uh shown up with drew mcintyre multiple times and he is going to be going up against baron corbin or whatever the fuck his new name is Happy, uh, happy next week on SmackDown. Happy Slappy happy, Corbin. Happy, happy Slappy Corbin. <laughs> happy Slappies. Uh, no. I mean, I do. I, he'll probably beat Happy Corbin. I don't fucking know. Happy Corbin has to have like a fucking thirty percent win rate <laughs> at at best. So he'll probably end up winning like a whole year without a win. Yeah, it's ridiculous. At least on TV. Well, I, I'm sure he doesn't win at all on at house shows either. So. Uh, I did enjoy like the moments where like it was just Sheamus and Jeff Hardy left in the match, and they like did a bunch of uh, yeah, tag like moves. tag team moves together. They did like the ten beats of the Belfast together. It was, it was, it was cool to see. And then Sheamus just ended like Sheamus got eliminated and just ended up turning on him. And I was like, well, yeah, Sheamus, this, still Sheamus. yeah, Sheamus. You remember that he didn't actually person. like Jeff Hardy. Yeah, Jeff Hardy hit him with a car, yeah. allegedly. And Jeff Hardy doesn't. Jeff Hardy can't handle his alcohol. Let's just say that. And Sheamus probably been sober can. for over a year. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I 
I will say the one thing I, I there's a lot in stuff that I liked in this match, and I actually thought this was a really good Survivor Series match. I yeah. like the way that they sold people that aren't the big guys in the match. Austin Theory, Jeff Hardy got a lot of good time, a lot of good spots. I hated how they got rid of Bobby Lashley and Drew oh McIntyre with a double countout. Fucking countout. As I soon mean, as as soon as Drew got eliminated, because I think I picked SmackDown for this match. As soon as Drew got yep. eliminated, I was like, "Well, I'm fucked." Yep, same. That's exactly when I knew there was no way Jeff Hardy was winning a Survivor Series match at like 30 years in the company. Man, they're really grinding my gears. Really grinding my gears. I don't know what they're doing with Drew McIntyre right now. It's weird. Um, in in semi main event limbo until they're ready for him to face Roman. Pretty much just that. I guess we'll talk more about that when we get to SmackDown, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got six point seven five beers for this. How the fuck? I got six and a quarter, but you probably missed some woos. Then there was a there were so ton many of woos. woos, so many woos. Did you count all the eliminations? Yeah, I counted. I made sure I got all those. I don't know. Probably some woos or something. Jessica Carr. That's her name. And then That's there's apparent. There's apparently a, a third. <laughs> Lady ref. Have you been looking up referee names this whole fucking time? No. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, yeah. I just looked it up. The, apparently, there is a third lady ref, and her name is just Artemis. <laughs> no last name. She got her. She, she got her last name taken away. We fucking Matt Riddle the referees. <laughs> You're just Riddle now. Look, the day that Charles Robinson just becomes. Charles or just Robinson. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh my ass off, but I I I feel like it's I feel like it's gonna happen now. So that is the dumbest shit I've ever that is dumbest shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh then we had the battle royal. Uh this was just a fucking clusterfuck. Uh yep. plus it was a clusterfuck with Pizza Hut. That's basically what this match was. I fucking hated this. <laughs> This was fucking awful. <laughs> the Pizza Hut thing. Like, so we branded more than we cared about fucking storylines or good wrestling or anything. This whole night, right? There's so many references to The Rock. And then The Rock ends up not showing up, and fucking a fucking Pizza Hut gets more screen time than The Rock. Everyone's expecting The Rock to show up because all they do is reference The Rock, and you give Pizza Hut Pizza Hut more screen time than the rock pizza hut who stopped delivering to my house in hawaii and i still am upset about that they did my, not black they did not black like pizza hut. Hut. yeah yeah it's upsetting it's all about marcos now so remember the part in this match where our truth got out of the ring got pizza walked he into bribed the ring, him tried he bribed to feed him. it to omos and then instead gave it to otis who we stopped watching the match as a whole, zoomed in on Otis eating an entire piece of pizza in four bites. <laughs> it's a Pizza Hut piece of pizza, though. I, I get that, but that's what we watched. Like nothing, every a lot of other things were happening. I'm sure we missed an elimination or something. Man, well, we watched Otis on a pay per view eat Pizza Hut. I mean, it's a 25 person battle royal, so you're guaranteed 24 drinks for 24 eliminations. So. If you just count those right away, then you're not going to miss any of them. But I agree. Sure. It was hilarious. 
It was just a cheese pizza, though, I think. So <coughs> might have had the pepperonis. Possibly. Budget cuts. Can't afford pepperonis. <laughs> no, they definitely had sausage and pepperoni on the ones they started yeeting into the fucking crowd after the match. Oh my god, yeah, I forgot about that. They just started <laughs> Did throwing you see how pizza. fucking far Montez Ford was tossing that shit was in the upper deck. He was fucking frisbeeing pizzas into the upper deck. Yeah, and Sam- Sammy, Sammy Zayn also threw pizza in the crowd. Like There was like just so much pizza getting thrown in the crowd. It was ridiculous. And it was like, like the whole match was centered around the fucking pizza. Instead of like Omos winning, AJ, match. AJ Styles got out of the ring at one point and was like talking and like going over to the pizza. And I'm like, this is what AJ Styles has come to in this fucking business. Pizza Hut pizza. Yeah. Have we even mentioned who the winner was yet? Do I give I, a fuck? I just, who the winner I was? just said it. I just said Omos. Said Omos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Omos won. Uh, two and a half beers but, for this. I got three beers. I don't remember the final four except that I wrote it down. It's Ricochet, Omas, and the of, the Street Profits. Both, no, both, the street both profits. of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cesaro and AJ got eliminated right before that. Yeah, there was a lot of people that picked like Sami Zayn. A lot of people picked AJ. AJ Styles. For some reason, I picked Jinder Mahal. I'm a fucking idiot. Big idiot. It's was okay. Even in the match. Don't worry. He, yeah, was. he was. He was he eliminated like second. I can't make fun of anyone for any of their picks. I got all four of mine eliminated right before the final four. Nice. I had Cesaro, AJ Styles, like Dolph Ziggler, and somebody the fuck else. All four of them got eliminated right before the final four. They were like the final eight. I would have got all four right. I didn't get a single point for the whole battle royale. I think someone got like eight points. I, no. I got a lot of points. I got six points, I think. Yeah, the the most like nobody got more than two of the final four, right? I got two out of four, and I don't remember if I picked Omas as my winner, but that definitely helped me. Yeah, well, it uh, set me back. All right, well then, three beers for the battle royal, and we move on. Raw tag team champions versus SmackDown tag team champions, RK Bro and the Usos. Um, this was the point I, I made a note of it. This was the point in the show where I was out of the running to win the belt and I was just depressed. I tried like switching all my picks, but then I just didn't care. So I was, I was basically like super depressed at this point, didn't really care and didn't really pay attention a lot to this match. So I don't really remember what happened other than RK bro won. Uh, this actually had a cool ending. Uh, the Usos were getting a big move set going and they looked like they were going to hit the splash on Matt Riddle uh, but Matt Riddle had just got blind tagged by Randy Orton so when he went to go do the Usos splash he got caught midair with an RKO by Randy Orton and Randy Orton picked up the pinfall for the win this was a good match this was a surprisingly good match I mean the Usos are just on a fucking roll like they've been they've been putting on good matches RK Bro is the same thing, and I hate fucking Matt Riddle. Why do you fuck Matt Riddle? <laughs> I fucking hate Matt Riddle. Oh, okay. I hate fucking Matt Riddle. English. Yeah, it's hard. Words mean things. You're right. I don't like Matt Riddle, but or even RK him. Bros put. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I probably missed a bunch here, but I got two and a half beers. No, it sounds right. Wow. Okay. I guess I didn't. 
I, I mean, I guess I guess I paid enough attention to it then. Uh, the next match uh, was the five on five women's match. But before that happened, somebody stole the egg. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we stop talking about the egg. Can the egg be one of those banned things we don't talk about? I think it's funny to talk about, but sure. I fucking hated this egg shit. It's so fun. It's so ridiculous that it's funny, though. This is one of those things when we look back at it on a retro pay-per-view or someone watches this shit in 20 years from now, they're going to be so confused as to why the fuck there's an egg. It's like the gobbledygooker. I would rather watch the gobbledygooker. Really? 100%. The egg really made me mad. Yeah, you see. Now, really, the you, the you rocket showed up with the egg, I would have been fine. Yeah, if it was I'm, him that stole it. But he didn't. It would have gone along well with, with like the movie yeah well that did not happen so apparently the reason rock didn't show up is because he he was like shooting a movie in another country and if he he would have had to like come back and then go back to shoot his movie but quarantine before he continued shooting the movie and that just didn't support the shooting schedule i I think that we're just gonna short cycle the the brock lesnar stuff and then the rock's gonna show up at the end of that at like Once day he's one or, or royal rumble or yeah i'm thinking royal rumble not him winning it but when whoever he faces that royal rumble uh after that match the the rock shows up to like in the card so are we thinking roman and rock at mania like is that happening you think uh, i wouldn't i don't think they would have short cycled this brock lesnar stuff if they didn't have a fallback plan yeah, Which I could is, see that. I I could see Roman taking on um probably Drew up until Mania. Yeah. Did they short cycle it? Yeah. Roman Roman and Brock is happening at day one. Oh, did that happen tonight? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll alleged, talk more about alleged, it. I watched allegedly. It it's on Wikipedia. I'll explain it. It's on Wikipedia, so that's official. Yeah, I'll can't explain really, the whole thing. You can't really lie on there. That's yeah. true. <laughs> all right women's five on five um this wasn't very good yeah we had cm punk chance during this match and i was slightly disgusted by it i mean despite the match i mean the match wasn't great but what the fuck where CM punk the- is wrestling now you can't call cm punk ch- you can't do punk chance anymore except yeah. if cm punk is there if you want to do cm punk chance go to a fucking AEW show like i love the fact that becky the next night on raw like called Mention the fans that. out yeah it was yeah. that was legit good for her yeah, i agree this was that was like fucking bullshit ah uh, yes they did the wave and it got caught like on camera oh yeah they, like, yeah. they tagged and natalia the in and natalia like ran over to do a move and as she's trying to do like her signature move you just see the fans in the background doing the fucking wave like i get it, it's not a great match like these people are putting on the show for you and you're doing the fucking wave and chanting for wrestlers on other companies what it's did just, uh it's just fucked up what did uh becky lynch say the next night she basically yeah. went on a tirade where she was like what you guys want is you know live morgan to win the title but you guys also want to like chant during chant other wrestlers and do the wave during matches so you don't get what you want because i'm never going to give this title up she used it to like shit on the fans, but also shit on Liv Morgan at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it was good stuff. Not the yeah. not the what the fans did, but what Becky did. 
You know my favorite thing Becky's ever done? Every time she says the word triple threat. <laughs> yeah, I know the rules to a triple, triple threat, Michael. <laughs> I know the words to the triple threat, Michael. Triple threat. No, she says she says triple threat. Yeah, there's no there's no T's and there's nothing. There's no uh, H's in there. Triple threat. Yeah, it's hilarious. But I mean, she's right. Triple threat words now. I just I think of her saying she's one of the only wrestlers in the history of WWE that actually knows that the champion doesn't need to be involved in the decision in a triple threat match. She knows the rules to the triple threat. Yeah. So back to the women's match that we've uh, gotten off course with at least three times now. Yeah. Uh, Bianca Belair. uh, I forget who it was. It might have been Joe called the ending of this match as soon as Bianca Belair was the only one left. And it was, what was it, one on three, one on four? One on four. Four to one. Yeah. Joe was like, Bianca's going to soul survive and win this, isn't she? And Thank she God did. I picked that. I, I like did not. This is one of your one matches. I got one two of, matches. Two matches. Right. Becky and Charlotte and this one. No, I got three matches right. Sorry, I got the Roman match right, too. I was going to say, pretty much everyone except, I think, Dewey got that right. And Dewey's a fucking idiot. That's true. <laughs> I always cheer for the people that don't actually know what they're fucking picking. When don't it's so, chance. it's so funny. Some of the people that pick with us, it's like, it, it's just like when Roman Reigns doesn't get picked, it's like, all right, clearly, you don't know what's going on, and I commend you for that. Just, it, it's a good try, but Roman's gonna win. So yeah, like we said, uh, Bianca was down four to one. I think the only eliminated member of SmackDown was Tony Storm. Um, and the only yeah. person left on the Raw team was Bianca Belair. And then the SmackDown team didn't know how to coexist and started imploding. Uh, Sasha Banks got like counted out while she was yelling at her team yep. so that we didn't watch Sasha get pinned. Uh, and then Bianca slow rolled through the other three. Uh, only like one of which she actually hit her finishing move on. She like rolled someone up with like a old like a schoolboy. She rolled pin. up. She rolled up Natalia. I don't remember how she eliminated Baszler because I didn't write it down. But she hit the KOD on Shotzi. Yeah, I do recall that the first two people that got eliminated both got eliminated by Tony Storm. And thinking to myself, they are really actually pushing Tony Storm. And then they had the only person left on SmackDown be Shotzi. And I was like, maybe. Tony and Shotzi, the people me and you, Dylan, talked about is like the next two that they move up with to like the main event scene. I hope I so. Along Tony with Tony and Shotzi might be it. Along with Liv, I would love to see some more main event talent. Like actually like some yeah, more increase the some, realm. Some more some more women, yeah. Like in the main event consistently. But yeah, Tony Storm got eliminated first. You were right. And then she uh, you know, a couple weeks later, it gets pied in the face. There's more to that tonight. I'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, I got four and a half beers for this. It's close to what I got. So, yeah. Uh, and then the main event, Roman Reigns versus Big E. They, they mentioned during this that the Brock Lesnar suspension was no longer indefinite. And now at this point, at least Chad has seen it. I literally just got back from that place. So I haven't watched SmackDown tonight. But Brock Lesnar's back, so yeah, he is. that that really lasted a long time. I think, like I said earlier, I think this got like sped up because the Rock didn't show up at Survivor Series, so they had to find someone to go face Roman 
at the next two pay-per-views. I don't know why it couldn't have been Drew. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because they don't want Drew. Maybe Drew's the one who actually wins it off of him. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, not that many drinks, especially like in the like the first 10 minutes of this match was just straight up wrestling without two counts and woos or used to the environment, like the normal shit that really gets the drink count high. Roman Reigns did hit a rock. <laughs> Seriously? What? We're filming here. Roman Reigns did hit a rock bottom, which was like the last thing I remember like watching this pay-per-view. After Roman hit a rock bottom, I was like, oh, shit. The rock is definitely coming out. Hmm. And then he didn't. Joke's on you. Yeah, the joke was, I mean, the entire, I am just a joke when it comes to this fucking, when it comes to predicting stuff. So pretty much like any, just, just fade everything that I say and you'll probably end up doing well. Uh, both guys kicked out of each other's finishers, which was surprising because not like, I can't remember the last time I remember somebody kicking out of a spear or a Roman Reigns spear at least. Brock did. Oh, yeah, I guess Brock just did. But before that, probably was WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, nobody kicks out of a spear lately. Yeah, he's, like, set up the the Superman punch to be some, like, lackluster move that people kick out of all the time. Yeah. So that they can build up the spear is, like, the the big move that no one kicks out of. But then Big E did. Yep. And then, uh, but then they also gave him the, the clean pin on Big E at the end of the match. So... I don't know. The second spear was the one that won the match for Roman. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not upset that somebody like somebody's got to get pinned, right? We can't be we can't be upset at the outcome of the the DQ finish between Nakamura and Priest and then also be upset at the main event being a clean pinfall because then we're just hypocrites. So, no, I I like the clean pin. I was surprised they they did it really cuz WWE likes to not do things that make sense no not at all i i think the clean pinfall here still works because they had him kick out of the 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 spear the first time which is what i was saying yeah but by having him kick out of the first spear but then selling the second spear as like a finishing i think it makes a good i clean pin that still sells both guys as like champions and strong how many beers was that i only got two beers for that same it was not a high-rated match, but still fun to watch. Very good still. And we have our highest-rated WWE pay-per-view of all time. 22 and so a half far. beers. Yeah, so far. 22 and a half beers. Hmm. Is that with the upgrade of one of the matches? Yeah, with whatever, okay. whichever match you said higher than I did. The Battle Royale. Yep, that one. The Pizza Hut match. Pizza, pizza. <laughs> That's Little Caesars. That's Little okay. Caesars. <laughs> good, good. You guys know. I know my pizza, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, shall we get into our... I don't really want to call it a weekly recap because we've got a couple weeks to recap. Uh, just recap pretty much major storylines here from... All the weekly shows from the last couple weeks. Should we start with Raw? Yeah. We'll just go Monday to Friday. Yeah, sounds good. So the big stuff on Raw, we've been having this uh, 
Biggie, Seth Rollins, and Kevin Owens stuff ramping up. And honestly, I don't think it's been all that bad. And then uh, like the latest stuff out of it was like this week where Kevin Owens and Biggie had a match. And then if Kevin Owens was going to win, uh, this is after they made the Biggie and Seth Rollins match official for day one. And it was that if Kevin Owens won this week that he would be added to the match a la Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania this year. Raven, I'm sorry. I said Daniel Bryan. I'll, I'll say Bryan Danielson next time. Uh, and then Seth Rollins just pulls the biggest bonehead move and attacks Kevin Owens and lets and just has him win via DQ this week in the main event. And now it's going to be a triple threat. Yeah. yeah. I actually like the way they built this one. It was a little different. KO is played off of his like no one trust him thing and convinced Seth that he had talked to Adam Pierce about it. Yeah. And he that was it was already a fact that if he won, he was going to be in the match, but then coerced Seth into giving that idea to Adam Pierce. And then Adam Pierce likes it and makes it a thing without Seth or Kevin Owens even talking to anybody. But the thing that we haven't talked about is after the first Monday Night Raw after Survivor Series, when yep. Seth Rollins was out there, he got attacked yeah. by a fan on camera. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Um, I was kind of surprised at like his reaction and like you you got his like immediate reaction off of like cell phones uh from people who were filming it on their cell phones like right there on the ramp and uh the security team and the refs that all have new names came out and like pulled the dude off (laughs) (laughs) off of seth and then seth gets up and like is just yelling at him and berating him like I was like, fuck yeah, Seth, let's fucking go. And it made me just kind of like get hyped for him for like just because of it. Like, uh, and then I saw another like small interview that he did. I think he was in an airport and someone was just doing like a, a phone interview with him. And then obviously he was on Raw this week. So he he didn't get hurt from it or anything. It just kind of like startled him. Very odd. Like it's just not something that you expect to see. And not like just like normally when something like that almost happens security usually catches it in time and you never get to see something like this it was just wild to see yeah so the the story that i read that came out of that was apparently this guy was like obviously not all all there mentally but apparently he was catfished by a an account that was using the name seth rollins but not really seth rollins and he had like sent money to this fake Seth Rollins, and then he had beef with the real Seth Rollins because of that. Like there, there, there were Instagram messages that came out too, and and it said stuff to the effect of, uh, you know, hey, I'm just sitting here with Becky. I uh, I need I need some money real quick. I swear I'll I'll pay you back and stuff like that. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't see anything like that. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I saw the was... same story. I saw the same one. Okay. Yep. I was going to ask. Catfish by like... a Seth Rollins account. Yep. I was going to ask if you were reading like kayfabe news. No, I've done that like before a, like and, an, and tried like to an, sell it as real. Like an onion article. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a I had a buddy of mine who retweeted who like quote tweeted an onion article one time and was like, "This is fucking bullshit." Or like, <laughs> it was like, "Dude, do you know what the onion is?" Like, you don't. He was like the biggest bonehead move in the world. 
I just wanted to make sure you didn't fall into that trap, Joe. No. <laughs> did you uh did you see MVP's tweet after the video leaked of like the cell phone footage of the people getting or the guy attacking Seth? No. MVP like was like <laughs> that fucking idiot fan was like one hip thrust away from Seth Rollins locking in a deep chin lock. Because if you see how he like grabs the guy, he like throws his head, his like hand underneath the guy's neck. Yeah. So if he like swings his hips, he will have that dude's neck completely caught in a headlock and he would have choked that dude the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. And so MVP was like, y'all should stop fucking trying to mess with us and come and attack us. These guys will not treat you well if you do that shit. Like, th- like they're not professional MMA fighters, but they know how to fucking fight. Like they're all very fit human beings too. Yeah. Way more fit than your average wrestling fan as well. Like your average beer drinking fat wrestling fan. Especially a a guy who can be catfished by a dude called Seth Rollins. (laughs) (laughs) Next on Catfish. I can't believe that's Oh my god. What a fucking Yo, I I hate MTV and I watch zero shows on MTV with the exception of I fucking love catfish for those dumbass people on catfish who think yeah. that shit's real. Ass I people. Fucking, I could watch hours on end of catfish just watching dumbass people get super upset that that hot woman is not who she said she was. <laughs> oh my god. I've actually never watched it. It's on Hulu. Oh, like all 12 seasons of it are on Hulu. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Are you... What are you doing? The Hulu marathon of Catfish. <laughs> all 12 nice. seasons. Must be nice. Yeah, I'm not going to that place, so... um, Let's see. Some other stuff from Raw. New women's tag champs. New women's tag champs and a new 24-7 yeah. champ. How the fuck did both of y'all think of the women's tag champs is that big of a deal? We needed to talk about it at the same time. <laughs> I was just, just pointing out the fact, and that was all I was going to say, was that we have new women's tag champs. Yeah, Selena, Selena Vega, Vega and Carmella. And Carmella. And then- I, I hate this Carmella mask gimmick. Yeah, I don't like it either. I like the quotes that it gets out of Corey Graves, and that's about it. Especially you know like, I do like him, him making fun of Byron Saxton. I do like Zelina Vega going into the ring, and the whole time the other people are coming to the ring, she just waves, like she just waves like, at the crowd the whole like time. Like the queen, yeah. <laughs> she does like that side to side wave, like the palm side to side wave. I noticed it at Survivor Series because she was one of the first people to come in, so like eight more entrances had to happen, and she just sat in the corner waving while everyone argued and shit the whole time. Yeah, it was funny as fuck. Um. I think more important than the women's tag champs is the women championship on Raw. Yeah. Where Liv so, Morgan is the contender. Yeah. So there's that. And then one other thing I wanted to talk about, but Liv and Becky, um, I like I like the build to it. I think that they're they're building their main championship and their women's championship match. Well, actually, that's next week now, right? That's or I guess that is the main event of Raw on this week. Monday, right? So yeah, the opening contest will be Biggie versus Kevin Owens in a steel cage. And the main event is Liv Morgan, Becky or the other way around. I don't know. But they announced both of those what? today on SmackDown is happening on Monday. What the fuck? Yep. Steel cage. Steel cage. Let's go. Yep. I'm excited for raw. <laughs> but uh, the contract signing, uh, there was some notable stuff. 
Oh yeah, I wrote some notes for that. That was said by Liv Morgan specifically. Um, I don't want to really say that they're making light of. I guess making reference to would be the b- better way to put it. The the releases twice in they one did, night. Yeah, they did it twice in one night. Because the Edge did it too. Yeah, we'll talk about Edge and Miz after this. Uh, it's really only the only other thing that I had. But yeah, what do we think about that? Like. Is it, I is, think, that, is it is it fucked up? Well, no, because like because you think Sarah Logan, Sarah Logan would still be probably in the company if she didn't like want to get out. She wanted to go have kids and stuff, and like her husband still makes money from WWE. So like Sarah True. Logan's, what's that's Eric? I think I, I never remember which one's which, but she's married uh, to Eric. Eric, yeah, the bald yeah. one, the bald one, the one that always yells at people's faces, and I love it. Used to be uh, Roe. Yeah, if you say so. Yeah, because his real name is Ro. The one that doesn't do cartwheels. <laughs> yeah, the the less fat one. We all know which one we're talking about. Uh, okay. yeah, the yeah the yeah, one that's the, the like the, the the one that raids. Um, yeah, <laughs> or was a war machine? I don't know. Or was an experience? I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> the point being, Sarah Logan still makes money from the company because she's married to Eric, and then Ruby Riot is succeeding somewhere else. So I. For that one jab, I don't think it really is a big deal. I it was more upset that they were willing to take a jab at the one that just fucking happened in the edge comment after that. Yeah, so I actually like the way Liv Morgan did it. Specifically, the the quote that that you guys are talking about is Liv Morgan basically calls out Becky. She says, "I don't like my friends aren't in the company anymore because you're greedy and you have that." that huge contract. Yeah, exactly. I'm actually struggling to remember the edge quote though. Edge had two, two quotes. One was, well, there was the reference to the CM Punk promo, which we'll get yeah. to. Yeah. But edge said edge, you know, said that, that Miz was Miz was in it for himself. Like he, he built himself up. He did a really oh, good job John of Morrison. everything. Yeah, the John yeah. Morrison one. And then yep. he said, he said, um, the difference is you're only doing it to build yourself up so that you can go away and make money somewhere else while you, you leave while your, you partner leave your partners behind. Yeah, leave your partners high and dry uh, to get fired. To which John Morrison responded on Twitter saying, uh, I've never been high and dry. I'm yeah. always moist. Um, America's America's <laughs> moist. <morning. Yeah. laughs> I saw that. That was hilarious. God, I did not see it. That's so good. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited Morrison to make fun of himself. Yeah, I'm excited for I'm excited for Raw now. Uh, Steel Cage, and then obviously the Lynch and Morgan match. Uh, they also had that five on five, uh, or I guess a ten woman tag team match. Team. Team Liv versus Team Becky. Uh, Team Liv wins the match. So, 0% chance she's winning against Becky. And it's, it's kind of shitty, but... Luckily, we don't have to predict it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of shitty that, like, it's so predictable because it's not the, not the greatest way to build up a new main eventer in the women's division, but if you continue to give live opportunities and eventually give her a women's title shot, then eventually it becomes more believable that she could win. So hopefully they end up like starting to do that in the future. Yeah. 
Uh, and then the two returns, we had Edge Edge coming back as advertised, and then The Miz also showing up. Well, I guess three returns, because Maurice was there too. Yeah, she was. And uh, it was pretty had, awesome. Yeah, we had a great promo. I will say it's a direct ripoff of the CM Punk promo that we're going to talk about on AEW. It had the same idea behind it. It had call-outs to it. It had the same exact ending. It it just felt so much like they were like, oh, shit, this massive promo, which made millions of YouTube video views. We got to do something similar. Let's get the two best people we can do and edge mid. Yeah, let's get our same shit. Let's get two of our best promos out there and try it. Try it out. It, I mean, exactly it, how it, felt. it works. It worked. Like, <laughs> I'm if they're going to do if they're going to do edge versus Miz at day one, like sign me up. I'm down for that. I'm so down for that. It'll be good. But yeah, I'm excited. Edge is back. Miz is back. He's finally no longer dancing. I did. I, there was a point like where uh, they were kind of like teasing that they were going to they were going to go at it a little bit. Uh, Miz and Edge, like right before the promo ended. And the Miz, he was saying something to the effect of like, you want to do you want to see us dance? And I literally thought for some reason, I was like, well, this is Monday Night Raw. Like it could really get stupid here. I literally thought he might just start dancing. I was also I thought he was going to dance, too. <laughs> I was so scared. He was going to take this whole promo. That's so scared. He was going to just dancing. I was so scared. He was just going to start dancing and just be like, I cannot believe I watch this on a weekly basis and talk about it on a <laughs> weekly basis. But he didn't, and it ended up being good. So I'm excited. It was good. I just wish it was a little more original. It just felt so copycat, but it was still good. I don't mind copycat stuff when it's good. So I'm all I'm I'm for it. Uh, I have one more thing for Raw, and I just want to get I want to get some thoughts. Is it the egg? Don't talk about the fucking egg. It has to do with Vince McMahon. Oh, he looks bad. The Vince and Austin theory stuff, like. What's going on there? He slapped the fucking shit out of him yeah, right he did. before the main event this week. Like, uh, I don't. Did you guys? There oh. is there there is an article on like comicbook.com or Sportskeeper or something like that. That's it was a, a Vince Russo interview where basically before like when Vince Russo was on his way out of the company again, uh, he he said something to Vince McMahon. Uh, where it was like Austin Theory will never get over, and now he he thinks it's his fault, and Vince McMahon's getting Austin Theory over as like a spite to Vince Russo. I could see that. I could see I could see Vince doing that. But is he getting over? No, he's not I mean, getting over. He's just being utilized. He's being utilized, and to Vince, that's getting over. Like, I mean, I don't mind him. He's good. He's a good wrestler. Yeah, I'm. I'd much rather watch him than all some other people, like Von Wagner. So you know, there's that. Yeah, leave Von Wagner alone. <laughs> I will never leave that fucking Geico caveman, fucking dumb looking shit, alone. Well, we get to watch him on Sunday. Yay! Uh, the downfall of Kyle O'Reilly continues. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the show that he. Wrestles on NXT 
Yeah. So I think the last episode that we had, they had announced the men's war games match or no, no, they had advantages. They well, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the last, uh, like, Oh, the last one we show, talked about the last time we recorded the we women's had, one had been announced minus yeah, one the, person the women's one got announced and then they I, ended I up adding the out of that they ended up adding kaylee ray to it and then the Which men's the men's one got announced as well so uh team team black and gold versus team 2.0 i really I really like the whole old school versus new school thing that they're doing here. It's yeah, it's been very really entertaining, exciting. very exciting, very entertaining the whole time. It's been awesome. And it makes me want the black and gold brand to win so badly. Yeah. I don't know. But that. will they? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to support that yet. Uh, just to talk about some of the build on it. That was really good. Uh, they each kind of have like a, a one versus one rivalry that they're building. <laughs> to build into the four on four war games match. So like Grayson Waller has been at it with Lee, uh, LA Knight, obviously Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker, uh, PD, whatever the fuck Tony D'Angelo calls Pete Dunn, PD pebbles or something like that. PD something. Yeah. Yeah. PD pennies, PD Pablo, PD Pablo, PD Pablo motherfucker. <laughs> Take your shirt off, twist around your head, spin it like a helicopter. And then, um, <laughs> Uh, Johnny Gargano and Carmelo Hayes, obviously. Um, they kind of build on this really climaxed when uh Carmelo Hayes won the triple threat match, the triple threat match, triple um, threat, the triple threat match with uh Johnny Gargano and Pete Dunn, uh, with the help of Tony D'Angelo and Trick Williams, who's not in the match, but he is on setting the Wikipedia up the, page. I know, I googled that earlier i was gonna pick that i struggled for my appearance pick yeah same uh then the following week after they announced that they're gonna do war games like that uh they did a pretty cool promo where all the 2.0 guys got in the ring and they gave each of them like a a little bit of talking time proving that all four of them can talk on the mic i will say uh as good as braun breaker is in the ring he was the worst one on the mic of the four yeah uh and then Johnny Gargano came out and called him the booty's nephew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the, they got the whole crowd to chant booty nephew. Yeah. That was really that good. Was, that was gold. Yeah. Obviously, uh, since then, we've had advantage matches, uh, ladder matches for both the, the War Games matches. Uh, Kaylee Ray won the first one over Dakota Kai. To give the advantage to the Kaylee Ray, like I don't know, team is it face team, team? It's Team Raquel versus Team Dakota. Team, team Raquel, which are the faces. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and then Braun Breaker was voted in by the fans to face Johnny Gargano, who was voted in by the fans, and Braun Breaker won the match for Team 2.0. So my question, I don't, I can't think of a time. Nephew? No, I can't think of a time, and I guess my question is, has there ever been a team that won the advantage ladder match that also won war games? It's funny you asked that question because I Googled that shit today because I was trying to make my picks, and it turns out the advantage doesn't fucking matter at all, and it's like 50-50. Oh, fuck. It don't matter. 
They just don't fucking matter at all. Fuck. The heels won it in the women's match last year, and the faces won it last year. Faces won it, and then for both the of those, yeah, the undisputed era were the faces last year, and they. I think they won the advantage match and the heels won it for the women and both those teams won the match. But the year before that, it was the opposite. So like advantage means fucking nothing. I did not use that at all to pick my picks. I did. (laughs) That was dumb. Well, you should do some more research. Ask Jeeves more often. I don't I already know I'm going to lose. So what's the fucking point? Hmm. We'll see. Uh, this is the one he's gonna win because he's so fucking discouraged. Yeah, I hope so, but I doubt it. Uh, then they're also building up this uh, Joe Gacy and Roderick Strong thing for the cruiserweight championship, and I kind of am and making a, a slow turn on the Joe Gacy stuff. I think it's hilarious now, like the the exclusivity of the cruiserweight division and how he's like it's not fair that he can't challenge for the cruiserweight title so now he is even though he's not under 205 pounds have you read the internet rumors regarding this whole thing no this this is how they're going to get rid of the two of the the cruiserweight title this is how they're going to give it to joe gacy and he's going to call it the all-inclusive title and then eventually they're going to get rid of it because then it would just be the same thing as the north american title are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's the rumor on the internet or today. That if they take it off uh Roderick Strong, they're gonna basically get rid of it. What what the fuck are they gonna do with 205 live then? Get rid of it. Does anyone, like, does anyone does watch it, it? Who watches 205 no, live? No, and it's not even like it like from what I've read, it's not even just like a, the cruiserweight division anymore. It's like uh, F- females uh, wrestle uh, Odyssey, on it sometimes. Odyssey Jones has wrestled on it, like two hundred five kilos. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, the two hundred five kilos thing was funny. Don't make fun of Odyssey Jones. Though. Big I'm, boy. I am a little upset. I haven't seen him on NXT in the past couple weeks. It's kind of that's that's a fucking crime. Uh, I'm just looking through my notes. I mean, uh, Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly will face Imperium at the pay-per-view after beating the Legato del Fantasma, which is all based around the Zion Quinn versus Santos Escobar. Join me. No, I won't join you storyline with the weird sexual tension with the Electra Lopez. That's weird in me out. That did actually include the dance break slash singing contest a few weeks oh ago. My God. Yeah. What the oh fuck? My, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a thing where. Santos Escobar, I think I don't. It's not on the pay per view right now, but I think it will probably be after the pay per view against Zion Quinn. Oh God, I, I could see it being a pre show match. Was it Zion Quinn yeah. that that sang uh, "Sexy Boy"? Yeah, he's yeah. Oh. That was that was right before Homegirls release. Uh, Taya Valkyrie, whose name I've already forgotten, who's the next name I've already Frankie Monet. Frankie Monet. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, uh, what's that guy's Alex Stone, Robert Stone. Robert Stone's Robert on her, Stone. her entrance. Yeah, I remember that that segment. It was so bad. Yeah. I'm glad that's still going and uh, expect Santos Escobar versus Zion Quinn soon. Yeah. But Vaughn yeah. Wagner has a pay-per-view match, so yay. 
Yeah. Uh, give me your excitement level. One to ten. Negative two. Oh, that wasn't it's even an option. Than- <laughs> it, it would be lower, but Kyle O'Reilly's in the match. Hey, that's true. That's a, a prior, like a former number one contender for the, the NXT championship. That's true. And he Shut earned he earned that number one contendership. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, he, he like saved Kyle O'Reilly backstage or some shit, and they were like, "You're it. You're in. Go." Kyle was supposed to be in, and now it's you. Yeah. Here's the thing about Von Wagner: it's not like he's that bad in the ring. He's actually not bad yeah, in the ring. He's not at all. But he looks he like just, a fucking he looks caveman. Ridiculous, <laughs> and he can't talk at all. At all. I, I think it's just the structure of his face looks so his like eyebrows jab out his, like four inches. The structure his... the structure of his face just looks so 65 million years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. That's that's I think that's the problem. And it's like, bro, you don't fit in 2021. I heard they're making a live action version here. of the crudes. And he's going to be in it. So that's going to be good. Is that serious? Say, are you being serious? No, that, was <laughs> <laughs> that was on kayfabe news. I was going to say, after, <laughs> after the fucking uh, catfish thing earlier, I'll believe anything right now. Uh, the catfish thing was real. That's the funny thing. <laughs> I know. Um, the, the one thing I wanted to point out from this week was from the, the women's ladder match between Kai and Kaylee Ray. Uh, Dakota Kai is the slowest ladder, <laughs> the slowest fucking ladder climber I have ever seen in my life. Did your wife watch this match? No. Thank, thank God. God she, thank God she didn't because she might have died. Like, just it might have it might have killed her just having to watch that. And that would have been sad. I would have been sad. I don't really like dakota kai's new gimmick she's like weird and crazy and doesn't talk and like just screams a lot she's kind of i don't know what's going uh, on on edge and yeah unpredictable psychopathic a little bit yeah it's kind of weird uh the only other thing i have written down for nxt where was it i had it and then i've lost it was it this beer crack Oh, yeah, I got it. Uh, Cameron Grimes versus uh, Duke Hudson. So they play poker and uh, Cameron Grimes wins the first time and doesn't know. Just like the outcome of any poker contest, it evolves into a hair versus hair match. (laughs) Yeah, so the first time they play, Cameron Grimes has no idea that he won. And then the second time they play, Cameron Grimes has no idea. He can fold, so he starts betting on a garbage hand and causes... Duke Hudson to fold, and then Duke Hudson gets so mad about the the lack of flush that he just cuts the other guy's hair over it. Yeah, and <laughs> naturally, that's what I would do if I lost a lot of money on a poker table. And then uh, we got a hair on hair match coming up at the pay per view, which was hard to predict. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, you got one guy that's a heel that probably a lot of people want to see lose. That's got normal hair versus the face that every a lot of people probably want to see. Win. That's got lots of hair. I did like it though. The so it was two weeks ago when he cut the hair, and then this past week in the promo, 
Duke Hudson mentioned it because the internet was like Cameron Grimes looks better without all that crazy hair. He looks like a normal fucking human being. Yeah. <laughs> so Duke Hudson was like, if by cutting your hair, I think you made I made you more attractive. So I think I need to take the rest of that hair. <laughs> yeah, he does look better. Yeah, well, they, he looks like a normal dude for yeah. the first time. He showed all those like <coughs> photo- he- seriously. Jesus. How many photos? Which photos? He huh? photos. He showed he he also showed all those uh like photoshopped pictures of just him like with weird f- looking haircuts, and it was just ridiculous. Yeah, that, that was stupid. Bad. Uh, that was pretty bad. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else for NXT though. Nope. No. They're doing okay. They're doing all right. They're, they're getting doing, better. They're doing a lot better. And I am Few, excited for war games. matches. I'm excited for war games. Yeah. I'm excited for one match in particular. I'm excited for I'll, I'll... two matches. Ooh. The War Games matches. Yeah. <laughs> They're always good. They always, we yeah. could, um, I mean, we could talk about it later, but like, I'll let you guys think on this for until we get some predictions, but Io Shirai is in this match. She could be jumping off the top with a yeah. trash can. On top Jesus. of her again. I'll never that was, forget that spot. That so funny. Awesome. All right. Speaking of awesome, you want to you guys want to get in uh, AEW? Oh, let's do it. So one, um, one thing one thing I want to say about AEW, and it's not directly about AEW, but Chad brought up Danhausen a couple weeks ago, and he appears to be getting so over since you said that. He's always been over with Ring I, of I, Honor and indie wrestling. Yeah, they love I, him on the indie I just, scene. I just think that that he's he's like making an appearance outside of the indie scene now. It's specifically he probably because he has a broken leg. He's been really active on social media, and I I keep seeing his his stuff specifically. Um, specifically, all the people in the Dynamite crowd that face paint for the same way that Dan Housen does. Yeah, there's that. There was uh I guess Xavier Woods just had one of his like G4 video game conference things and he was wearing a Dan Housen shirt during it. Um there have been there have been signs for Dan Housen and then also Dan Housen released a video the other day where he was wishing the ass boys uh he, he Billy ass and his ass boys <laughs> good luck in their upcoming match. <laughs> And then there were signs on AEW for the ass boys. <laughs> I, I fucking love Dan Housen. I cannot wait for them to get signed somewhere big. I will say, though, this week on Ring of Honor, because all the Ring of Honor stuff's been taped, pre-taped, uh, and we know he has a broken leg, right? So when the, the match this week came up and he was in the match, you know how like AEW, they always have like a one-sentence thing above their names that's like on a match-winning streak, coming back from injury? Uh Ring of Honor does the same thing next to their name, and they were on his. Obviously, it was pre-taped. His leg is still broken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the other things that I, I scrolled through his Twitter, uh, he he keeps he's like, first off, he he wants to be in a tag team with FTR. Like he he has tweeted at FTR, and there and FTR or one at least one of the members of F, FTR has responded like, yeah, as soon as your your leg is not broken anymore, we'll form a team. Uh, but he, yes, he, uh, he, he keeps on referencing how he wants to be signed by a and W 
he keeps he gets the name wrong so he, he has a video of him going up to an AEW drive through and talking to the speaker he's like hi i'm here to talk to tony for my interview <laughs> <laughs> he's talking into the drive through like i would like to wrestle for you tony at anw <laughs> holy shit i'm glad i'm not the only one who's fucking in love with dan Housen's character. <laughs> oh my god I can't just wait. wait till you watch this dude wrestle too. He is funny as fuck. He's like Orange Cassidy, but better. Yeah, they, they had it's a, a completely comedic gimmick. They they had a match uh at some indie show. I cannot like after wait. after AEW already started it. It's Dan Housen and and Orange Cassidy, and Orange Cassidy's doing like his hands in pocket thing, and like Dan Housen's trying to like pull his hands out of his pocket and stuff. It's pretty funny. I cannot fucking wait to see Dan Housen on tv and it's gonna have to be an aw wwe will obviously never fucking sign him but i don't think they're gonna be doing a lot of free agent signings anymore i think they're gonna try and build a lot in-house yeah well we'll see wagner's coming we'll see how that goes yeah (laughs) so we're getting it looks like cm punk and mjf that's that seems to be a thing that's about to be happening probably at the winter probably is winter is coming yeah yeah so so I the mean, promo that started friends thanksgiving episode did you think it was amazing or did you think it was okay because it blew up the internet i enjoyed were, the fuck out of it but i enjoyed it but i thought that mjf and cm punk have done better yeah i mean you it, regardless like you can't expect a home run Every single time. When I saw the internet blow up before I even watched the episode, I expected it to be a home run, and then I was kind of let down. Well, there were some big pop parts of it where they mentioned the you know Triple H and the Miz and stuff. Where the yeah, the crowd I mean, really because popped. that's that's the part that you see on the internet. You see the clips of the major quotes from it, but it ends up being a fucking twenty-minute promo between the two so of them. So long that <laughs> takes up like a. What is 20 minutes? A sixth of the show is what it took up before the match even started. They hadn't even done the damn match that was scheduled yet. Yeah. So, you know, when when you've when you've got like five highlights out of a 20 minute promo or like five major highlights, like it's not going to be it's I don't think you I don't think anyone in the world could hit a home run with a 20 minute promo like the pipe bomb was like, what, eight minutes? Yeah, something shorter than way shorter than that. Yeah. So. It's, I don't know. I just, I guess the internet got my, my hopes really high up on what it was going to be like. And then it kind of started off real slow and I wasn't really enjoying it that much. And then it, it took off. There was obviously like the, all the WWE references over and over again that, that were always like big pop segments and it got better. But it did drag out at the end there. It felt like they were just like really stretching. I am really starting to enjoy like how much they're referencing people's pasts. Yeah, both companies like, well, I guess WWE doesn't really have it. WWE doesn't have anyone that was in AEW, but like the Edge and Miz stuff, like they referenced the other company, I think, for the first time. I'd really like no, because Triple H did it. The Hall of Fame ceremony when DX got in and he said he was going to kick Billy Gunn's ass back to that piss ant company. Oh, yeah. Remember that at the Hall of Fame? Two years ago. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that was a thing. I'd be really interested to see Big Swall join uh, 
join the hurt business. And that's the rumor that Big Swole is going to be like one of the first one that's going to make the transition to WWE. Yeah, she. Uh, I don't know if you saw Dylan because you don't read, but Big Swole decided not to <laughs> renew her AEW contract. I did see that. There, that, I mean that that did make the headline. So <laughs> I saw that. It's like the first major one, you know. No one but, really has been trying to get out of AEW, and then yeah, comes and like, like the the stuff that you do see from people that aren't re-signing with AEW is it it seems very mutual so it doesn't yeah, I mean, raise stuff at the very beginning yeah like it's it seems like they're leaving on their own terms versus getting a phone call from john laurinitis yeah having to listen to his raspy ass voice and <laughs> yeah hey sorry uh, we're gonna pack why doesn't anybody call him john laryngitis i'm sure cena or cm punk did back in the day but that was that was like during the time that i just wasn't watching anymore so a couple really good moments in that promo the first one for the wwe reference was that uh the miz comment where the cm punk called him just a less famous version of the miz that one was good but my favorite one was where triple or, or cm punk talks about how if MJF really wants to get ahead like other people have, he could just go marry the boss's daughter. Yeah. And makes a Triple H reference because you know how much CM Punk hates CM Punk Paul Levesque. hates Triple H. Yeah. Only she got ahead so of marrying some. Um, yeah. God, this shit was so good. Um, the TBS tournament getting advanced. That's been happening on Dynamite. Uh, Thunder Rosa advanced and ruby soho advanced and dante martin joining team taz yep that happened darius mm-hmm. is coming back soon yeah leo poor leo darius rush. is gonna go with leo rush and then dante's gonna be with team taz we're gonna have a tag team match with top flight on opposite teams calling now can so they good. coexist first question probably it sounds like something they could do um, and then uh, Brian Danielson going on his beat every Dark Order member in their hometown raid. But he like kicked, uh, he kicked Boom Boom's Cole he Cabana tooth out, yeah. Cole Cabana's tooth, right? Yep. Yeah, he keeps a tooth out and then like showed the camera and walked up to it. And that, that was another Danhausen reference that came out after that. Oh, yeah, because he throws his like teeth at Dan, people. Danhausen confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his bag of teeth in his pants. Um, and then the last thing that we have to talk about is, I guess we could talk about Cody Rhodes the last two weeks. Yeah, let's definitely go back two weeks with the, the four-on-four match. So the whole wrestling belt thing. Or the weightlifting oh belt, not the God, not the wrestling belt, dude. the weightlifting belt that he wears. Andrade was so mad that a fan threw that in the ring. Like he broke character and took the belt out of the ring and like threw it under the stage, you know, because like it was anti Cody to throw it back. So you know, Cody throws it, so so everyone knows. Like Cody takes off his wrestling belt thing he always has. He throws it in the crowd. Uh, the crowd hates Cody everywhere he goes so they take the belt and they throw it back in the ring it was an amazing throw by the fan and it lands directly in the th- the ring and basically hits aubrey edwards and then 
Andrade, who's on the opposite Good. team, steps into the ring while he's not the legal competitor, takes the belt, goes and throws it underneath the ring. And the fans like just just ate it up. They loved it. It was a complete break of character for Andrade, yeah. who should have just been like, hell yeah, throw it back at him. But he got so mad and like went in the ring and took it and threw it under the ring to get it out of there. It was it was a weird sequence. Yeah. I mean, fans he's, really he's, hated. He seems pretty traditional, like traditionalist yeah. when it comes to wrestling, like very pure when it comes to that kind of stuff. So like I don't how know. the fans should act, how the, the wrestlers should act. Yeah. Heel versus face dynamic stuff. Yeah. So there was that. And then there was the street fight this week. This is another example of AEW just not really having big lofty goals and kind of falling short on them. And I say that because one, you could see the gel on his back, the flame retardant gel on his back from the very beginning of the match. Yeah. So like, and it just flaked off the whole time. Yeah. It just looked like he got sunburn earlier in the week just only on his back and was just his entire back was peeling (laughs) and and so the someone understands i knew knew what was coming because i had seen like i watched it on recording i didn't watch it live so i i knew what was what was going to happen because i had seen what happened on twitter and then as soon as he came out and did his entrance and i saw all the shit on his back i was like okay so that's how they attempt to do that safely (laughs) <laughs> yeah so everyone understands uh cody went in the corner after a table was set up and then while him and andrade are on the top rope Bray, brandy comes in and lights the table on fire and then they're supposed to both go through the table but andrade completely misses the table this is the exploding death match all over again like it was a big spot it was supposed to be huge cody's the only motherfucker who went to that table Andrade completely whiffed on the table. Cody takes the whole table and then he's still on fucking fire when he's going for the pin. There's like three spots on his body that are on fire. One piece of like the table falls off onto Andrade's chest and Andrade starts freaking out while he's getting pinned. Like, get the fire off me. And then somehow, even though Andrade missed the table, he gets pinned. It's a big spot, lofty aspirations, terrible execution. And the fans still booed Cody Rhodes after he lit himself on fucking fire for his hometown fans. They still booed him and he looked depressed. He looked sad as fuck. He's like, I'm still on fire and they hate me. Cody Rhodes made his own wrestling company and still can't get over. (laughs) It's, I mean, it's just like his... This was like his last attempt at like trying to get people to stop hating him, and it just it fell flat for him. And it's it's the same reason. Like Cody Rhodes's character is the same reason John Cena was hated. He's the same reason CM Punk isn't hitting the same like hitting as well. It's because it's it's the I'm so happy to be a wrestler for you guys. Yeah, the, the face thing just doesn't work for Cody at all. Like if he goes heel, it might work. Like. It's oh, Roman it, Reigns. It like, look at look at Roman. I think the best comparison is 
Roman Reigns because he got fed to us down our throats over and over again for years. This guy's a dominant face. He's a dominant face, and no one wanted it. They booed him out of the fucking arena for years and years and years, and then they let him go with his big heel gimmick where he's a strong, dominant heel, and the people are buying the shit out of that fucking And people are starting shirt. to cheer him. They cheer him more than Sami Zayn tonight. That's for yeah. damn sure. Well, our, yeah, I say yeah like I watch it, but that sounds like something that happened. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, I said it to my wife, like everywhere he's gone, he's left because he doesn't like how he gets booked. So, you know, he's in WWE. He does that stupid face mask gimmick where he wears the fucking bag on his head and then like does that stuff. And then he hates that. So they try and do something new and they go Stardust. He hates Stardust. So he leaves. Obviously, I would leave too if they had me fucking playing Stardust. Uh, So he goes to like New Japan and Ring of Honor and they start booking him well and he likes it and then he gets kicked out of Bullet Club and now he's upset again and he doesn't like it and he's going to go. So he creates AEW where he gets his own gimmick and then he's the face and people are over for him because he's the EVP of the company and then he's the reason AEW is a thing and blah, blah, blah. And now he's doing the same face gimmick he wants to be over with. It's not working, but this time he can't fucking leave. So what's he going to try and do? shove this shit down our fucking throats light himself on fire and hope it works you're not mick foley it didn't fucking work yeah he's gonna have some nasty ass scars though ass scars <laughs> uh, yeah the the pictures are out i don't know if you've seen them it doesn't look comfortable Googling, to say the least ask a jeeves cody Rhodes fire scars yeah it cody Rhodes ass scares or ass scars <laughs> google images <laughs> number two thing on a Google for Cody Rhodes was Cody Rhodes burns. There you go. Yeah, it's uh, it Cody it, Rhodes. Cody Rhodes burns. It doesn't look pretty. I'll say that. But yeah, that was uh, just ridiculous. Like pieces of the table have melted to his skin. It looks rough. But at least he's over now. He's not. Uh... He probably thinks he is, but he's not. And he's not going to like he needs to embrace the heel side of it or else it's just going to be just something that fans boo out continue to boo out of the building for until he i have a like i have a feeling that after this right he could easily sell this match as a reason to be off of tv for a while he'll come back a little bit too soon and It'll probably get cheered for the first couple matches, and then we'll be right back into where we're at right now within a month of him being back. And like it, it's gonna be exactly like Roman. Like until he officially turns heel, this is this is just not gonna work. Like you have to, it's I, I feel like this is where they're going with Roman. Like Roman is eventually gonna turn face and he's gonna be a mega face. People are gonna fucking love it because he's gonna still act the same, like badass way that he does now cody Cody needs to cody needs to do the same thing if you want to get over as a face you gotta you gotta be a heel first if you're not if it's not working to begin with it's the only way to do it can i honestly say too i thought that cody beating andrade didn't make any fucking sense either like it was a it was a good match. It was a botched ending, in my opinion. Hometown, just, hometown thing. Uh, fuck that. The f- hometown fans booed the fuck out of that guy. Yeah, I mean, they should have known that that was going to happen. 
they I, i'm sure they did and I'm, I'm sure they lit cody on fire hoping to fucking fix it well i'm wondering if people backstage like no like yeah hey cody you're probably gonna get booed like you're definitely gonna get booed i'm just wondering if like maybe people are like scared to tell it to his face no, like he, he knows it because it's in he talks about it on his show on roads to the top he mentioned that he's like struggling with it mentally that is on, on chad's favorite show roads to the top yeah well second favorite show behind total bellas Ooh, total bella <laughs> more of a total divas it's got alexa on there what's up hard sub so many subs hard sub <laughs> that reminds me when <laughs> during the pay-per-view during the women's five on five dylan goes there's so many subs in this match and we're all like who the fuck are you talking about <laughs> and then someone said <laughs> he's saying sub to shana <laughs> <laughs> no no it was a tony tony and live thing i get it yeah i was trying to think if there's anyone else carmella sasha no i'm not and not it's not for me but back to dynamite. Yeah. Is there anything else in dynamite we want to talk about? No. The gun club finally <laughs> lost. It was Bree. Bree roasted you. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good for her. Blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. You, you, you do realize she's won the belt and defended it since you've won it. Yeah. No, oh, sadness is uh, paramount. Yeah, so moving on to SmackDown, obviously the biggest thing, and as we've talked about in the past, the the big shiny nut that Vince McMahon cares about is Roman Reigns. So pretty much everything that's happened over the last two weeks has uh, dealt with Roman Reigns. Yeah, and then there's really not much else other than that. I uh, the the one from last week that was on Black Friday the. Because it was uh, the one from last week was the one where Caleb Braxton was trying to get the quote unquote scoop on when Brock Lesnar would be coming back. Yeah. And the there was a point where the crowd was chanting, we want Brock. And Pat McAfee was like, are they chanting? Are they saying, let's go, Brandon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking cracked up so hard for that. Oh, my God, dude. He is just on another level funny uh but sammy yeah, so. sammy sammy zane won that battle royal and became the number one contender and then chad told me that he had a match with roman tonight already and lost miserably yeah so sammy zane's leaving soon so on the topic of brock lesnar and roman reigns sammy zane uh obviously two weeks ago the main thing all night long they talked about the battle royale which was won by sammy with no drew mcintyre in it which is, I'm sure, going to be brought up multiple times. Um, and then they finally confirmed after Sammy won that Brock would be coming back this week. So tonight, the show starts with Sammy Zayn, uh, or sorry, Brock Lesnar immediately coming out. He starts talking about how he wants Roman. Sammy interrupts him, and uh, Brock starts playing the fake nice guy to Sammy to convince him to cash in his title opportunity today. I don't know, like it felt like he got to make the decision on when his title match was, which was weird, but he convinced Sammy that he should do it today. And then uh, the show ended with Sammy coming out and uh, Brock absolutely fucking crushed him. 
there was like six German suplexes, a couple F5s, and it looked like Sami Zayn could not stand up. Then Brock Lesnar left, and then we stood around for uh, like 30 seconds with just Sami just like huddled in the corner, couldn't stand up. Then Roman comes out, hits a singular spear, and the match is over. Woof. There goes Sami Zayn's opportunity. Yeah. Sami Zayn leaving for sure soon. Kevin Owens probably as well. Gargano, O'Reilly. Like all these contracts are up like within the next month or two. I did hear that they are making a huge push to try and sign Gargano and O'Reilly to stay with the company. Yeah. WWE's throwing everything at them. I haven't heard anything about Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn getting anything thrown at them. What about Champa? I think no, he's... his got extended. Yeah. Because they gave him all the time he had this injury back on the back end. So his is still got like a year left on it. And the same article at Gargano, I read that Champa's still got like a lot of time left because they gave him all his time from injury back. Yeah. So so yeah, that uh that did set up the, the 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 day one pay-per-view will be Roman versus Brock. So we now get both main events set for day one with a triple tret on Raw. The triple tret. The Roman versus Brock on SmackDown. And then the other thing I saw is that the Usos in the New Day in a tag team title match at day one as well. Yeah, so Kings King Woods obviously has been dealing with the Usos. They, they, they destroyed all his stuff. They hurt Kofi. And today Kofi came back and then uh, they had King Woods versus Jey Uso, which ended in a stupid fucking normal SmackDown WWE DQ finish um, to which the King Woods and Kofi were granted a tag team title match at day one because of that. So, well, I'm already excited for day one because those two main events are going to be great, as well as the New Day and the Usos are always going to put on a good match. The only other thing from SmackDown from the last two weeks that I think is super noticeable, uh, notable, that will I think will make its way onto day one. Uh, is the Charlotte Tony Storm stuff. So two weeks ago, uh, Charlotte throws some Thanksgiving pies in Tony Storm's face when she comes to confront her. Yeah, and, and then this the bra- week, and then the Brazzers memes run wild. Yeah, which is actually kind of fucked up. If you have you read into this at all? No. So like a year ago, uh, some someone leaked inappropriate photos of Tony Storm on the internet. Um, and an interview not long after that, while she was still, I think in NXT UK or NXT, I don't remember. Um, she came out that she had, she got depressed, like had, depression had occurred because she didn't know how to deal with that situation. Right. So how does WWE bring her to the main roster? They put her in a situation where she can have a meme like that fucking show up. It's like super fucked up. If you really think about it, like she's dealing with depression from like inappropriate photos on the internet. And then here's your first main event push. We're going to cream pie you in the face. I mean, you didn't have to say cream pie. Whipped cream was the only thing in that pie. <laughs> it was it was a it was a pie dish full of just whipped cream. You made that inappropriate. Nami, you didn't you didn't have to say cream pie. It was a whipped cream pie. That's, That's all it was. That's better. it was a okay. So point being, super <laughs> fucked up. WWE fucked that one up hard. Yeah, but that's, this that week, is true. 
this week on SmackDown. Uh, Charlotte Flair. So Tony Storm cuts a backstage promo that she's like not going to give up on this. Like I'm going to face Tony or Charlotte Flair thing. And then Charlotte Flair comes to the ring and basically cuts this like promo. Like, fuck you. I'm the best and you're just trash. Uh, the answer is still no. You're not getting a title shot. And then as she's walking up the ramp, she gets sneak attacked by Tony Storm with a with a pie of whipped cream. And it was a huge like it was overflowing from the pan dish and she missed most of it. And she just fucking threw half of that shit in the crowd. <laughs> it was right on the ramp. So like when she went to throw it at Charlotte Flair, she got some of it on Charlotte Flair. But the second half, the pie just scattered all over the crowd. So like the whole so first the crowd, layers. the crowd got cream pie. Yeah, whip, whip, that's what whip cream pie. All right. Oh We're yeah. Call it yep. That's whip right. Creamed. Yep. We're gonna call it whip creamed. They got creamed. They got whip creamed. We're yeah. Be as literal as possible. They got pie creamed. They got pie. It's not a pie. A a tray full of whipped cream is not a fucking pie. Fat guy to fat guy, you know that's a fucking fat. You can't just here's a plate. Let's put some whipped cream on it and call it fucking pie. Well, yeah, pies need crust. I get it. It was in a pie dish. It was in a pie dish. It was not in a pie crust. You don't know that, Joe. You didn't watch this it, tonight. It wasn't a pie dish. It wasn't a pie. He is right. It was in a pie dish. I mean, mm. that's a fair assumption to make. I call it a dish. Yeah, but it was it's not more a of crust. A, it's more of a tin. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't throw away dishes. You throw away tins. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't no, have any... I whip cream tantrum. <laughs> tangent. That's a tantrum. I mean, you kind of went on I, a I tantrum. Tangent. <laughs> I want to see Chad in a whipped cream tantrum. <laughs> We're on the verge of one. Uh, all right. I don't. I don't have anything else for SmackDown. Well, speaking of being on the verge, we're right on the verge of the next War Games pay per view, aren't we? We're not going to talk about Rampage for the last two weeks. I have nothing from Ram- Rampage. Like, nothing, happened. I have yeah. Rampage happened. Nothing of note for it. Uh, Riho is the number one contender by beating DMD in your favorite style of match, Dylan. Yeah, con- contenders match. Yeah, they didn't call it that. They called it a Black Friday match. But yeah, a Black Friday, whatever the fuck match. That, but I mean, at the very least, they gave her the match because she didn't get eliminated from that battle royal that they had. So, and they said actually- that she never got a one-on-one rematch for her title that she lost. Yeah, there's actually like a legitimate reason to have the match. So I don't mind it. Whereas like Raw and SmackDown, when they do it, it's just like a random like, all right, you're going to face the champion and we're going to call it a contenders match. And if you oh, win, wow, another AEW mark. Dude, there's a fucking difference. You WWE does nothing right. AEW does everything perfect. Joe, we literally when we started talking right before we started talking about Dynamite, you said, speaking of good. Should we talk about Dynamite? So I don't want to hear it. Dynamite was good. Dynamite's consistently good where Raw is... Raw's been good. Consistently. Raw has been good. Raw is consistently semi-watchable. It's been good. When was the last last time Raw was really bad? The Can We Coexist night, like a month ago. That was like over a month ago. Yeah, Yeah, it's been doing better. And SmackDown and is, NXT has been doing better. SmackDown or yeah, NXT has been doing good. better. And SmackDown is literally just Roman Reigns. SmackDown, it's like 
Oh no, the Viking Ra- Raiders showed up today, so it's different now. Uh, yeah, SmackDown sure. has honestly been like watchable, but nothing super special. Today was a weird one. There were so many matches, and almost all of them were five minutes or less. Like they had a Cesaro Sheamus match that was like four minutes long. So today a was weird a, feud. a not a not a good episode of SmackDown comparatively. That's not the length of the Cesaro. That's not the length I would expect for a Cesaro Sheamus. That's what she said. <sighs> got me. Also, the King Woods versus Jay Uso match got me really hyped. I thought it was gonna be good as shit, and then like three minutes into a DQ finish. So today was just like a bad night for SmackDown. Not a good night. I mean, they they normally like tone down most of their shows when it comes down into December because they know a lot of people don't watch because it's the holidays. I will say, though, with the way they were selling it, I actually at one point started to consider what if they have Brock help Sammy win the title? Interesting. I, I, I legitimately was like, here's how it could work. Here's how you could sell it. And I had this whole thing in my mind and my wife was like, I mean, it makes sense. But I don't think it's gonna happen. I was like, I don't think it's gonna happen either. But it could happen. So I mean, there was a reason to watch today. But well, I'm excited to watch that tomorrow. And Rampage was good too today. There was two good matches on Rampage. Rampage has good matches. It's just like most of the time, it's not part of. It's it, usually they're not matches that are like main storyline focused. Usually, one oh. one of them was uh, Tony Nice. Versus Sammy Guevara wasn't like a, a full storyline. Yeah, they did the, the open challenge thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then well, that, was, that good. was a good match. It was good. Tony Nice does a lot more stuff than I remember him doing. He like dove outside the ring a few times and like he's a better athlete than I remember him being. In he's, the premier at, he's, he's the premier athlete. I get that. I just don't remember him doing like over the top rope stuff and shit like that. And he was doing that. So that was good. And then FTR versus Pack and Penta was the main event. That, that was, was like a very, yeah. That was like a 30 good. minute match. Jesus, like dude. They, that's half they the came show. out. Well, Tony Nice versus Sammy Guevara was only like 20 minutes. And then they did a squash match with Jay Cargill to build the Jay Cargill and Thunder <laughs> Rose and stuff. So by 30 minutes, they were coming out for the main event. Christ. After the Mark Henry thing, where he goes, and now it's time for the main event. That's the best part of Rampage. And now it's time for the main event. Um, and FTR won that match after Malachi attacked Pac during the match with Miss. They're selling Pac. So if you don't remember, during the Malachi, Andrade, and FTR four-on-four match, Malachi hit Pac with the, the black spray in his eyes thing. Yep. So he was wearing an eye patch. Tonight, oh, yeah, I saying saw that, that he was blinded in one eye, and then Malachi literally tried to shove his fingers into Malachi into Pac's other eye. Oh and my god, I, are we gonna have I think they're going for, for eye for eye? Are we gonna have the whole time he was doing it? The whole fucking time he was doing it, I was like, oh god, they're going eye to eye. I eye swear eye. to god. Also, fucking FTR ripped off Penta's mask and then put it on and walked out of the arena in it. What Jesus. Yeah, Cash Cash Wheeler was wearing Penta's mask all the way to the locker room. <laughs> fucking heels, dude. It's a good match. Rampage was pretty fucking good today. All right, so let's get into now last the last little segment here. NXT War Games predictions. I'm gonna lose miserably. I already know. I'm not excited. 
I'm excited for the pay-per-view, but I'm not excited to I'm not excited to watch the first match and then immediately be out of the running. <laughs> Cause I feel like that's what's gonna happen. I mean, there's only five matches on this card, so yeah. It's pretty easy to get out of the running with a couple bad picks. Quick fun fact, it was uh it was an NXT takeover back in the day that made us uh do the or that that made us implement the uh the prop bets because people would just there was only five matches, so people would just pick the same fucking shit all the time. So we had to start doing prop bets to get some variety. Mm-hmm. And that's the fun fact. Um, What's the first match you got there, Dylan? First match, I'm going to let's go with um, let's go with Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson. Hair versus hair. Who do you guys have and why? I got Cameron Grimes because I don't think he's going to shave his head. Um, and Duke Hudson already wears short hair, so it'll grow back quickly. That's literally the exact same reason I picked Cameron Grimes was because Duke Hudson has short hair. See, now this is the reason why I think I'm going to lose miserably because I picked Duke Hudson. Hmm. And I don't know why. I don't know why I picked Duke Hudson. Probably because Cameron Grimes just needs a new look. And maybe I'm thinking like he got that already. He literally just got a new look. What the fuck is the new look? It looks way better. It's no beard. He he trimmed his beard down. He trimmed trimmed his his chest hair. Trimmed. He, he got he rid of the chest hair. He trimmed. And he straightened his hair. He straightened his hair, cut down on the beard, and got rid of all the chest hair that was like, aggressive. Here he looks way better. He looks like a civilized human being. I hate you guys. He said it. Duke who, Hudson. Who got the upper hand this week? They they talked in the ring, and then they showed slideshow pictures of bald-headed fucking... No one bald-headed, got the upper hand. Karen-headed, like... There was like an emo hair. It was, I'm, it was I'm, a pretty bad problem. I'm so fucked. I might get zero points. <laughs> um, next, we got Roderick Strong versus Joe Gacy with Diamond Mind and Harlan, respectively. Who you got, Dill? Uh, I took Roderick Strong because Joe Gacy's not a cruiserweight. And then we talked about the thing during the pay-per-view or during the earlier when we talked about NXT. And now I'm regretting it miserably. Because of that uh, internet rumor, I'm actually taking Joe Casey here, and I think Harlan is the reason why it happens. Yeah, so he, I think Harlan gets involved. Here's how it plays out: Joe Gacy wins the cruiserweight championship. He already talked about it earlier this week. How the cruiserweight championship is not inclusive, so he he retires it on Tuesday. I'm gonna lose every pick. Except for maybe... Or you win every pick and we're fucking wrong. Maybe you should just read a book or an internet article. <laughs> I don't fucking like know, If you had dude. just read an article, you would know Joe, C- Joe Gacy's winning, okay? Oh, I hate this. I hate this so much. All right, the next match is Imperium defending their tag team titles against Kyle O'Reilly and everyone's favorite caveman, Vaughn Wagner. Who do you have and why? Joe, you go first. I don't no, wanna... you go first so I know who not to pick. <laughs> no, I, I just want to... I'm not going to switch my pick. I just want to see if you have the... At least if one of us has the same pick. If I, anyone has the same pick as me for any match. Dylan, I don't think... Ky- I don't think Kyle O'Reilly is going to win the tag team titles again. I think he's on his way out of the company. So I'm going with Imperium retaining. All right. I also have Imperium. Thank God. 
Uh, I just I, I as well have Imperium. Okay, I think this was the easiest match to predict. Yeah. So I I don't think this should count as you guys having the same pick as me because it's obvious. <laughs> but from the way that you guys talked about the last two matches, they also seem pretty obvious. So who knows? <laughs> I'm so fucking stupid. Go ahead, Dylan. Introduce the next match. Oh, all right. Women's War Games match. Team Raquel. So that's uh, Raquel Gonzalez, Kaylee Ray, Io Shirai, and Cora Jade taking on Team Dakota, which is Dakota Kai and the three members of Toxic Attraction. Who do you guys have? This is great. Wait, so I get, I, I get I to think, hear what you guys I have. Think of first. a War Games match. I always think of who can take a pinfall in the match. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Gotta think of who can take a pinfall. Yep. Raquel and EO cannot take a pinfall. Yep. Mandy Rose cannot take a pinfall. Yep. Everyone else could take a pinfall. Fuck. I don't think they will pin Kaylee Ray. No. I don't I think, think I think Kaylee Ray is the next number one contender for the women's championship. I agree. Cora Jade can definitely take a pin. Cora Jade can yep. take a pin. Yep. And Toxic Attraction members, Sid, Sup, <laughs> and the other one that I can never remember the name of, JC uh, Jane. JC uh, Jane can take a pin. I almost said so. Persia I have Pierogi. So I have Cora Jade, Sid, or can't remember her fucking name. JC Jane. We just said it. Okay, chill the fuck out. Thinking of that, I am going to change what I had originally picked. Oh no. Originally, I had picked Raquel's team to win, but I think I'm going to switch to Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction win because I think Cora Jade's going to get pinned. That's exactly what I thought, and I also have the team Dakota. So you're probably I got fucked. the heels. What? We're all on the same? Th- yeah, we're all on the heels. I was going to go. I don't think. Okay, if that's the case, I'm going with the faces. Then, if y'all are both picking heels, I'm keeping my original pick. Put me down for Team Raquel. Interesting. Sid or the other one get fucking pinned. I don't think the NXT women's champion or the NXT women's tag team champions get pinned. And I don't well, think that's exactly what happened last year. Raquel yeah. Gonzalez pinned Io Shirai, who at the time was the champ. They that's pinned your... the champ in the match. That's like your opinion, man. <laughs> that was factual. Yeah. It happened. That was <laughs> that was a fucking cold hard fact. But speaking yeah. of cold hard fact, we got a pretty Keep good a... main event here. Well, it's, uh, it's hold team. on, hold on. I, I also there was one more thing I want to talk about during this match because normally, no, it's not about what you probably are laughing about. Um, normally in these war games matches, there is like a breakout star. Kaylee and Ray. It was Kaylee. It's Kaylee Raquel Ray. Gonzalez last year, right? Yeah, it so was. I, I agree with you, Chad. I think it's Kaylee Ray and it's going to propel her regardless of if her team wins or not. I think a win would help a little bit more, but I think she's the breakout star in this match and propels herself towards that number one contendership. I think she's just the reason. I think she's even more of a reason for me to want to pick Raquel's team here. Because I think Raquel Gonzalez uh, and Io Shirai don't need a win here, but if Kaylee Ray picks up a pinfall over a member of Toxic Attraction, I think it sets up the the next match perfectly. No. Speaking of the next match. I just realized, like, (laughs) I just realized I have Duke Hudson heel, Roderick Strong heel. Well, who's the heel? That's a weird one. 
who's the heel and Roderick Strong, Joe Gacy, Roderick Strong, heel Imperium heels team Dakota heels. I'm switching to team Raquel. Oh my God. I'm sticking with my choice. I wanted to do that by myself. Well, damn it. Should have talked less. I just Uh, don't, I don't see that many heels winning. So yeah, the main event (laughs) probably is the men's war game match. We got the black and gold team, which is Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunn, and LA Knight. I don't know how LA Knight made it onto the old school team, but that's all right. And then we got we got team 2.0, which is Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo. They're hanging out with Trick Williams. Who's you got? So originally... I mean, obviously now I've switched to Team Raquel, but originally my predictions were based off of who lost the advantage match. Uh, And I think now that I've switched to Team Raquel, uh, I think that there's a 0% chance that I lose both of these because I've got both face teams. I'm going black and gold. I, I, it's very tough to pick because like in one hand, it's like you've got a a Gargano who might be on his way out and you've got team 2.0, which is a bunch of stars that they're trying to build. So what better way to do that than to give them a big win. Uh, But at the same time, there's like we talked about, like the references or the rumors, I mean, uh, of them really pushing hard to try and keep Johnny Gargano in the company And I feel like that's probably going to outweigh the 2.0 stuff. Also, Grayson Waller and Tony D'Angelo can get pinned any day of the week. So So if you're going to talk about pins, let's go through who can get pinned here. Tommaso Ciampa will not get pinned. Gargano, no. Gargano could get pinned if he's not going to sign that contract. He got pinned by Carmelo Hayes just a week ago. And he lost to Braun Breaker. And more, the more reason for him not to. I don't know. I would say that's a possibility. Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes are not getting pinned. Pete Dunn's not getting pinned. Pete Dunn's not getting pinned. And so LA, 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 Knight, Knight, LA Knight could get pinned. LA Knight could easily get pinned. Yeah. LA Knight gets pinned all the time. Braun Breaker, debut. Hello, NXT 2.0. LA Knight is pinned. <laughs> I remember. At the end of the night, Tomas Champa pins LA Knight. LA Knight just gets pinned all the fucking time, which is why he's in this match. Because to answer your initial question, Joe, LA Knight's in this match to get pinned by Braun Breaker. Or, yep. So I'm going with Team 2.0. Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo. And it signals the changing of the guard. And Braun Breaker will use this to get back into a pay-per-view main event against Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, I'm fucked. It's just like your argument. Both of your all's arguments for every single match is so much. It's just they're just so good. And I think I do agree why, why, that there's a really I, good chance I, that Carmelo or Grayson Waller or Tony D'Angelo get pinned. But Tony D'Angelo has not been pinned yet, so I would Tony put more D'Angelo. of that chance on Grace. Grayson <laughs> Waller would be my. If I was to pick one, it'd be Grayson Waller. <laughs> all I can think about when I see Tony D'Angelo is like, "Hey, I'm walking here." <laughs> uh, so I. I agree that there's a changing in the guards and like, obviously it's well advertised that, that we're in this whole next generation because they call it 2.0, but I think that they have to pay homage to the people that built the brand 
and made NXT a name, even if it's on their way out. If Triple H, uh, Shawn Michaels, and Road Dog have anything to do with it, that homage will be paid, and Team Black and Gold is, will take the win. Hell yeah. I like it. Those are all good. Like, There's like five matches here, but we have them all scattered here, so this is good. Usually in NXT papers, like five matches where all three of us pick the same five fucking people. Well, I'm also a fucking idiot, so we'll see how that works out. Um, props. You want to start with blood? Because I know appearance is probably pretty tough. Yeah, I'll take blood first. I have Johnny Gargano Ooh, leading. Okay. Because he's the small one on that team, and I think he's going to get thrown around a lot by the 2.0 team. I don't know if any of the 2.0 guys bleed at all. And I know that Johnny Gargano has blood in the past. So okay. Gargano. I uh I also picked someone from that match, but I picked LA Knight. Interesting. That was my number two. I picked Braun Breaker to bleed. So I'm probably why? I'm probably wrong. I don't know. Just because that's why you're gonna lose because you just I don't, pick things just because. I just pick things. I at this point, what's what's the point? Like I just pick things just because because I lose every other time when I try to make because, an educated because, decision. Because, because every time I try to make an educated decision, I fucking lose. So who cares? Whoa, this isn't NXT Takeover War Games. It's just NXT War Games. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I realized that immediately. This is the first pay per view that's not Takeover. Very sad. Since halftime heat. That wasn't Jesus, paper, I forgot about that. It? I don't know. I don't know. Wikipedia says it will be the it it will in turn be NXT's first pay-per-view event following the discontinuation of the takeover series and subsequently NXT's first event not to be promoted under to the takeover name since halftime heat in February 2019. So takeover event. Yeah. So three different even... three different three three different blood props picks. Appearance. I'm excited for this one. I got a good one. I'll okay. go first if you want me to. Sure. Yeah, I'm ahead. picking Zoe Stark to make a surprise appearance on crutches. I could see that happening or even like a backstage thing. Yeah, definitely backstage. Probably pre-show. Maybe not pre-show. Maybe like right at the entrances. But I think she comes out at least with the team because she was supposed to be on that team and Cora Jade's only there because Zoe Stark is injured. Yeah. So Zoe Stark. I thought about that one, and then I thought, well, she's really fucking hurt. So, nah. she's shown up every week at NXT. That is true. Crutches, so, and I'm also a fucking idiot. So, uh, I picked a uh, Dexter Loomis. Damn it! Okay, I was either gonna pick Dexter Loomis or Indy Hartwell. Ooh, I guess I'll go and with neither Indy. of those people have a match. You know? Yeah, yeah. I that's don't... the whole point of this prop bit. chad you're so fucking stupid they have no one that they're like close to that has a match johnny gargano loomis's son-in-law yeah okay father but he's in the war games he's not gonna come out and talk about that he hasn't oh oh, dexter loomis dexter loomis isn't gonna come out in the match that has no rules it's got it's got no it's in a cage (laughs) you never know what could happen there could also be a backstage thing. That that one might actually happen because I was thinking like, backstage. 
yeah so it was all his like recent like he escaped the mental clinic or something like that this weekend i don't know remember on week on 2.0 indy hartwell like was like confused and didn't do her match and then like oh yeah like dexter got out they were like god he he got out how did he get out (laughs) we have our match in five minutes we gotta go (laughs) yeah that's kind of along the lines i was gonna pick dexter loomis but now now i'm gonna pick indy hartwell so who who else could like possibly even show up though like Walter, I, I heard Walter is about to get moved to the main card finally because yeah. he lost a bunch of weight and is like looking ripped, and he's finally committed to going to the main card. Yeah, Ooh. he didn't want to. He didn't want to live in America basically for the longest time, and now he's all right with it. Let's fucking go, dude! I'm excited for that. Wait, we're talking. We're talking w, like main roster. Yes. Yeah, like Fuck the yeah. main event, the show that they shoot before Raw. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he's gonna show up on raw smack and talk <laughs> smack and raw smack and but raw. like yeah Seriously, that, that, was, so that, that that that's a lot of the reason why i was like thought about walter was because imperium is going to be defending the tag team titles and it could be his like goodbye to imperium kind of i could see but that I, I didn't pick him like i just can't see anyone else like there's a no closed one, card. There's no one else that like I could even think of. Like uh, Johnny Gargano's baby. Well, Candace Can- LeRae with Candace, a pregnant belly. Yeah, Candace at this point is like as pregnant as Leslie is, so she's not gonna show up. Oh, Pete Dunn's team. Oh wait, they're all gone. <laughs> like no one else has any friends that would show up that's not already advertised to be on the card. Oh, Andre Chase will probably make an appearance at his university. That, Ugh. That's actually almost. I was, thinking, I would, I was I hoping like Odyssey actually, Jones. Almost guaranteed, Andre Chase. Odyssey Jones. No, he's been gone, and I think that's partly why I'm like a little bit depressed right now. He's just been gone for a few weeks, and it's just sad. I don't know how you're so in love with the dude you watch wrestle like five times in your life, dude. He's just he's entertaining. You can't say he's not because he is. I didn't say he wasn't. I was just confused. It's only been like five matches deep. So that wraps up our predictions, I think. Mm-mm. Time of completion. Time. No. Do we don't we you usually text us about that? Yeah, but I think it's fun to just blurt out a bunch of random times while we're doing this. All right, everyone write down your time first. 1040. I want 1040. I have 1049. I wrote 1040 on my paper. Yeah, eleven the champ. Three. Oh, wait, I'm the champ. Never mind. You're the champ. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Jesus Christ doesn't even know he has the belt. <laughs> I don't have the goddamn belt. Yeah, you should probably you should probably figure out how to get that from Alex. Yeah, you should help us figure out how to get that. There's literally a group chat with all of us in it. Just ask him for it. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the group chat. Smart. <laughs> Here's Jesus. I might have dumb predictions, but you're just a big dumb stupid head, so. All right. Shut up. So that wraps up our predictions and the show for the week. Pretty long one this week, but Thanksgiving was last week. So whatever. Uh, Next week, we're going to have our reactions from NXT war games and pretty much the fallout from everything that's been happening this week. And we've got build up towards winter is coming in AEW and more build up towards day one. For WWE. So pretty exciting stuff. 
they're actually doing some like exciting things for what has historically been the least exciting time of the year in wrestling. So it's good stuff. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod. We have been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan, Chad, and Joe, and we will catch you on down the road. I was thinking about you.